Hi, welcome to another episode of the Flying Tortuga Brothers podcast. The Flying Tortuga Brothers are artists Carl Stoveland and Shannon Torrance, who are endeavoring to be named artists in residence on Loggerhead Key in the Dry Tortugas National Park in September of 2020. This podcast is a series of interviews with artists who have done residencies and interesting conversations with people who can help along the way. So grab a cup of coffee or your beverage of choice, sit back, and enjoy the show. This episode of the Flying Tortuga Brothers is brought to you by Camping Florida Keys. Camping Florida Keys is the premier rental equipment outfitter for camping Dry Tortugas National Park and the Florida Keys confidently and comfortably. So reserve, relax, and return your gear today to minimize planning and maximize your vacation. They can be found at CampingFloridaKeys.com and all the usual social media outlets. Hashtag CampingFloridaKeys. Enter podcast into the promo code on the website to receive a 10% discount. Hi. Welcome to the Flying Tortuga Brothers podcast. I'm Carl Stoveland, along with my sidekick and artistic co-host, Shannon Torrance. Hey, hey, Shannon. Hey, Carl. It's been a while. It has. We took a hiatus when we put the application in for the residency, and now we're back with a, a big episode, and in fact, we're going to have the tables turned on ourselves. We're going to be interviewed by the woman that I refer to as the beating heart of Lake Worth, Florida, Mary Lindsay. Hi, Mary. Hey, Carl. And uh, we're actually going to jump right in. I'll let Mary take over the interviewing reins, and Shannon and I are in the hot seat this time. Oh, boy. Well, thank you very much. I am just so unbelievably tickled to be here um, for this occasion, and it's just so much fun to turn the tables on you, Carl, <laughs> because I was at the other end of the interview um, podcast with your I Am Like Worth, and, and you made it very fun and very easy for me, so um, I will hope to return the favor and make this easy for you, but mostly... What I want to do is share with all of our friends and neighbors in Lake Worth what an extraordinary, unbelievable honor the two of you have just brought home to our city. <laughs> Lake Worthians honored with the artist-in-residency at the Dry Tortugas National Park. It is probably the most coveted um, artist-in-residency in the entire world on this planet, anyhow. <laughs> And I just could not be more proud of, of both of you. So, um, Shannon, let's start with you. Why nope. don't you tell me how you came to learn about this artist-in-residency and tell our friends um, out there in Radio Land or Podcast Land a little bit about this. Um, so about a year and a half ago, I was trying to figure out a way to, uh, to sell my work um, on the Internet. Um, and my wife said, you know, you should start an Instagram account. And I didn't know anything about Instagram. I had a Facebook account um, for 12 years or something. And um, just as alien as that was when I first started it is how this Instagram account sort of was. Um, so I picked that up, started uh, following people. I started following the Sierra Club. I think I mentioned that to you um, about the newspaper article that you wrote. Um, I started following the C Sierra Club. Um and the National Park Service, and um, things very environmental like that, um, and Florida, some f local Florida things. And this is because you have always had a, a strong affinity and a connection with nature and the environment and outdoors, so Sierra Club and, and all of those kind of things were just um, uh, a natural for you to hook into when you started sharing your work on Instagram. Absolutely, yeah, yeah because um, I'm a fisherman as well, so... A lot of those, like the Florida Game and Wildlife, a lot of those things are platforms for people to talk about the environment, too, to save the fisheries and that. So, yeah, that's kind of how I came about it. So here we go. Your art led you to Instagram, led you to all of these other interests that you have, which brought you to the National Park Service. The National Parks Arts Foundation. Um, I think I saw the National Park Service post first, and then I probably followed them and I saw that 
we were three days from or four days from the deadline the first time we applied. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. We were right there. Um, basically, you had emailed me and said, hey, this looks cool. Want to do it? And we knew each other for about a week. Yeah, we or, were well, no, a couple of weeks. We had just done the I Am Lake Worth project and the interview for that. Yeah, we were fresh friends for sure. <laughs> but Well, uh, tell everybody exactly what it is you saw, that there was an artist-in-residency program at the National Park right down there in the Keys at mm-hmm. the furthest western tip in the Dry Tortuga Islands. You saw this opportunity. You called your friend Carl, who said yay. Yeah, I um, the first person I sent the message to was Carl. Um because I just met him and I realized that he probably could make the flexibility work Mm -hmm. um, and get the time away to do it. That's the hardest part was finding somebody that's talented enough. Number one has the freedom to change their schedule um, and would be interested in being on a deserted Island. I mean, that's a lot to expect from somebody, you know, so, but Carl jumped right on it. There are very, very specific requirements with this residency, too. It must be either a couple or a duo, but it has to be two artists together because, Carl, why don't you explain that part? Well, because if you break your leg, the National Park Service isn't there all the time. and (laughs) Somebody's got to be able to man the radio and call for the helicopter. That's right. (laughs) This is out in the middle of um, bum blank nowhere in the ocean. Literally, it's where the... uh, the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean meet together. And it was strategic for the United States as a forming country for the trade routes to be able to come through to get to Texas and New Orleans and such. So that's why they built the fort there right after the War of 1812. Mm, And then way back in, what, the 1600s, Ponce de Leon managed to find um, especially that island, Loggerhead Key. Mm-hmm. And the reason the, uh, the, he named it, as he named the Tortugas, as a matter of fact, because he, he and his crew um, just fell in love with the sea turtles. I think they feasted on turtles. They is what absolutely happened. did. I was going <laughs> to say they loved them so much they ate them. Like good turtle soup. Yeah, so that's where it came from. Tortuga means uh, turtle. He, he, he had named it. Los Tortugas in honor of the turtles. And then when they discovered that there was no water at all on the seven islands, it became the dry Tortugas. I know. Yeah, I had to look that up because I thought, why on earth? I mean, this whole place is completely surrounded by water. Why on earth would they call it the dry Tortugas? It sounds like a desert island, but there's no fresh standing water. That's exactly what they are is a little chain of desert islands. Interesting story about the island. I've been reading up on it, of course, over the last year. Um, recently, I was reading about um, the Sonora Santa de Rosa wreck, which was part of the Atosha fleet that um, sunk on the um, Loggerhead Key Reef. Mm-hmm. Um, and survivors of the wreck lived on the island for... I forget how long it was, three months before a rescue ship came to get them. Until the turtles ran yeah, out. Until the turtles <laughs> ran out. But, yeah, lots of wrecks there. Um, there was a smaller ship, they believe, that wrecked there as well. Um, and the Park Service kind of knows where they are. Of course, nobody can disturb them. But it's pretty interesting that there were castaways on the island for a while. Well, they've had um, a project of mapping the wrecks and what's down there for divers and to make sure that they protect what's there already. But um, as far as a survivor story, there's, there's a great one of um, Hemingway lived in Key West and he fished in those waters and he had a gang of guys that would fish with and he called them the mob and they would go out on these fishing excursions and they go to the Marquesas, which are actually closer to Key West than the Tortugas. They went out one time for an extended trip, may have been a couple of days, it was several boats, and about 15 guys. They got stuck in some really bad weather, and they got cast away on Garden Key, where the fort is, and they were there for 15 days. I mean, that's wow. Hemingway and his pals, and <laughs> the provisions left from the boat must have been quite an adventure. <laughs> yeah, this, this is not a, a big island that you're going to be... Um, th- that you're going to be living on for a month. It's, it's 40 little. acres, right? Like, yeah, it's 40 acres. 40 acres, and the whole thing is 70 miles from Key West. Mm-hmm. 
and there's a lot of water and in between. There's three miles of water between the fort and Loggerhead Key. Fort, Correct. Is yeah. that Fort Jefferson? Fort, Fort Jefferson, Jefferson mm-hmm. yeah. And Garden Key is where Fort Jefferson is on. Mm-hmm. And not only 70 miles from Key West, we're also about 70 miles from Havana. It's a If we're going to hear any radio at all, it's going to be coming out of Cuba. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm going to bring a little AM radio just to test that out. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Uh, so Spanish. everything that you that you are going to need on the island. First of all, there's like no Publix, <laughs> you know, the absolute no Publix, no no your no Radio Shack, no none of that stuff. And uh, Amazon does not deliver. I'll be picking there. from the reef where snorkeling is a pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, so this is really um, you are really really going to be love, uh, roughing it. There's one house on the island that you're going to be there. It was built in the 1920s. It was built to be the um, uh, lighthouse keepers' family's house, and that was actually a rebuild because the first one from the 1850s burned down. Yeah, yeah. So I think they built it around the kitchen, and so you're really pretty much um, going to be out there on your own for the most part. Now the national park, it is a national park, so they do have, you know, it is open to the public, limited, and there will be or there may be visitors who come, um, you know, during the month of September while you're there. Uh, are you, but the, it's going to be very few people. So other than the two of you, you're, go, you're kind of on your own. I'm going to dress as a headhunter like Gilligan's <laughs> Island when they show up, you know. I think that's, a, that's a, a, a very good idea. Put up some totem poles along the beach. Um, how is this going to, I mean, the, the, the range of artistic expression that they encourage in, in artists that they, they want to come and, and do this residency program um, is everything from the uh, uh, performance art, language arts, and, of course, representational art. Um, there's no real studio there other than... Uh, you know, the limited space in the house when the weather's bad. But most of this is going to be uh, plain air kind of painting and photography. And um, did you know Shannon was a published poet? I've had the honor of hearing quite a bit of his work, and I'm so, so jealous of his talent with words. I can't wait to see what he comes up with after a month of under the starry, starry skies. It'll be good. It'll be good. Give us a little... Some poem? Yeah, just a little bit of what you've written. It annoys my wife, the creek bed. I exit slowly as to not rouse her. My initial grogginess is unsettling. In moments, I'm on the street in the early morning mist. Pale clouds racing past a falling crescent moon. A quick push and I'm away. Into it. Weaving my bike back and forth as if I were a young boy again with that same kind of exhilaration. It seems odd to me to be so childlike now at 51. Those Saturdays began with hotcakes, rolling into afternoons of old westerns, sitting next to my grandmother in her big chair, the smell of pledge hanging in the air. I saddled my horse yesterday afternoon for an early start today, tripod, art box, camp chair, small cooler. I'm headed out to paint. I had to leave the old place and go west. This is what I found. Did you know a stampede of tumbleweed and waves along the beach are the same when you come back east, elusive and ethereal? Riding through these quiet cottages like the hero winds through the pinion pines, ever keen of the surroundings, the smell of the sea mingles with night jasmine. I crest the bridge onto the island bathed in a sunrise so golden I might build El Dorado. And that was Gulfstream El Dorado by Shannon Torrance. I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. And I didn't know that about you. I knew that you were a painter. I did not know that you were also a poet. Yeah, I just pretty much stick to painting. Mm. Um, I write the poetry for myself, mostly. Mm. Well, who do you paint for? Because um, that sure looks like you paint for yourself. I do paint for myself, but I paint that to share, too. 
Oh, well, that that shows because your work is remarkably um, successful. And and lots of people are really enjoying having it. Thank you. Let's talk about the the art that you... I mean, that's the whole purpose of this thing is to uh, take away all the distractions of modern life and your everyday routines and uh, just put you in a in a place of um, natural beauty and splendor and free from the distractions of modern life and then just see what percolates up from this incredible body of talent that both of you have. Um, Carl, I first came to, to know you as primarily a photographer. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, I, I absolutely adore the I Am Lake Worth project, and it will always be the I Am Lake Worth project as far as I'm concerned. It will never be the I Am Lake Worth Beach project. But nah, it doesn't need to be. It does not need to be. Um, but then I saw you start to um, do some digital enhancements and do some amazing things with some of the photographs you did. And then I saw that kind of morph into um, acrylic work, all of which you had done before. But since I've only known you for four years, all of this was new to me. And it was just like one blast of, of talent and a new medium after another, after another, after another. So I, I just can't wait to see what you come home with. It's going to be interesting. And I mean, between the two of us, we cover a lot of bases, you know, um, Shannon with the painting and the poetry, and then I've got the photography and where he's going to concentrate on acrylics. I'll be doing mostly watercolors and ink sketches um, and then together we're joining forces to make the movie. It, this is something new. Have you ever done a, a documentary before? Not of the length we're going to put together. We've done the trailer together, and I've been furiously watching classes on documentary filmmaking. I, I, I have the skills to make the shots. I understand the technical end of it, and I understand I have took film classes in college. So I'm, I'm in pretty good shape, but now we have to work together as storytellers to make sure that we get everything we want. It's going to be just capture, 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 capture. I think it's going to be our process. We'll storyboard it so we know we get the shots we want and we get the, it's just the two of us going to be talking, doing a lot of voiceover, but also talking at the end of the day and getting our reflections. Cause we're going to be talking about the, what it feels like to be working without the internet and without our daily trips into Facebook and Instagram and the websites. And together we're going to basically, after we come home with this treasure trove of film material, then we'll, we'll edit the story out of it because it's, we're going to leave enough room for it to evolve as we evolve. Cause I think the project's going to change us. I think the experience is going to change us for sure. No, with uh, without a doubt, most of the documentary that's going to be um, digital, right? Because there's limits to how much film and stuff you can take with you, isn't there? The movie side will be all digital. It'll be filmed on things from GoPros and my iPhone up to um, my 35 millimeter movie camera. That's all digital. Uh, I will be taking film cameras to shoot stills. I've got some classic cameras that I'm going to take, and I'm bringing about 25 rolls of film. Okay, and, and we hope that there's refrigeration to keep your, your film fresh. There should be, unless the solar panels give out. Uh, yeah, I mean, from from what I've heard, the, the trick is that um, it's not a matter of not having enough sun to power the solar panels. It's using your juice wisely enough to charge your devices that you have because all these cameras and recorders and sound recorders all need their batteries charged occasionally. Um, so it's balancing that with, you know, keeping the refrigerator running. And really, from what I understand from last year's winners, Beth and Haley, who are a mother-daughter team that do, uh, uh, Beth, the mom, does pastels and Haley does poetry, um, they didn't ever run the air conditioner. They just opened the front door and the back door, and the breeze took care of that part. Mm. So... I'm hopeful we'll have enough power, but it's certainly one of those things we need to make sure of. Mm-hmm. 
And Shannon, uh, outdoorsman that you are, and fly fisherman and saltwater fly fisherman, you're going to be bringing your um, fishing gear. Yep, I'm going to try to uh, catch as much fresh fish for us as I can uh-huh. for protein. I mean, you're in the p- perfect spot for that, you know. I should be able to, like, I know there are kayaks there. They did say that. Um, yeah, there are two kayaks on the property. I had actually thought of bringing, <clears throat> I'd watched a, a special about fishing um, in Cuba or Africa or somewhere, but they had taken car inner tubes and they would, and made these little paddles and they would go out and then hand line um, snails from like the beach or rocks mm-hmm. um, down when she broke them out and they put them on a little hook and then hand line them down, catching like yellowtail snapper. I mean, so if you can eat snapper, you know, three, four times a week, that's fresh right out of the. Right out of the ocean, I think it's. it's Why do brilliant. I get the impression, and it it it's a very very strong impression, that fishing for you is not just food for the body, but that there's a spiritual side and a food for the soul that comes from um, the whole experience of of fishing. Am I right about that? Well, you know, when you when you, it's like going out to paint in the morning sometimes, um, which is what that that poem was about. That that I read earlier. Um, there's something about getting up before the crack of dawn, going down to the beach. Um, when snook season opens, which is September the 1st, um, I generally try to be on the beach in Lake Worth. Um, and I can usually catch one either the first or second day of snook season on the, on the, uh, south side of the pier with just a, like a, a spoon, but watching the sun come up, and then break, come through those breaking clear waves when you're, you know, waist deep in the water casting and you watch the fish, you know, um, mullet run through the waves or, or mackerel run through the waves or Jack Crevels. It's, there's something magical about, you know, you're, you're in this beautiful water, your feet are in the sand, it smells like the ocean and you're fishing and the sun's coming up. Yeah, it's absolutely spiritual. And so it's easy for you to take that whole experience and turn it into the incredible paintings that yeah. you do. And if you get food out of it, if you get a nice meal out of it, that's even better. I mean, Bonus. it's a win-win. Bonus. Will you be cooking? Um, I, I've, I asked you before, you're a Boy Scout, correct? I, I was a Boy Scout, yes. So you're, you're a very experienced camper. Yep, I did quite a bit of it mountain camping you yeah. know, in the Carolinas. So you will probably be cooking as much outdoors over fire as you would be in the house. Absolutely. I would prefer to cook outdoors. I was thinking of being, bringing um, a mess kit with me anyway. And how wonderful is that, Carl? It's, it's pretty awesome, but we do have to double check. We have to reread the rules because there's no open fires allowed on the, on the island. Ah. So we have to be, you know, if, if we can use a grill or, or there's a grill there or it's a gas grill that's there, we'll, we'll make that happen. It may not be exactly the way it was just described but uh, we'll just, as long as we stay within the rules, we don't want them to ask us to leave two weeks into the residency. No, no, absolutely Yeah, we won't be breaking not. any rules for sure. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't think that either of you ever would do that. You're just not bad boys, uh, neither not, one of not you. Not intentionally. Yeah, you don't have a, a bad boy bone in your bodies. Shannon's uh, yeah, a little shady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll 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 hear all about that when when y'all get back. For sure. Um, let's see. I think one of the most remarkable things about this, and one of the re- this is like I said at the beginning, a highly highly coveted prize. Um, very very accomplished artists from all over the world, um, especially Americans, um, vie for this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you call it an appointment? Uh, uh, a commission? What would you call it? Just. Is there another word besides residency to refer to this? Uh, no, I think I think the res- we were um, selected, chosen mm-hmm. for the residency. I don't know that what other word we would use about it. Well, I think that um, first of all, I'm, I I expected you to get it last year. I mean, so what if you only had four days to prepare your application? I would think that they would have seen your talent as clearly as all of us in Lake Worth always have. But you all didn't take any chances. You started last year preparing your application for this year. Basically, the way it worked was we, without knowing that we had made finalists last year, which we did, but we didn't know that, we committed on the day that I opened up, they, they 
they did the announcements and I opened up Submittable, which is the application program. And our status bar had gone from blue in progress to red declined. And we're like, oh, that's no fun. <laughs> that's no good. But, um, that's got to be a mistake. <laughs> I, well, you saw our press release, right? We wrote that two months before they made the announcements. We were so sure we were going to. That's how cocky we were about it. But for no reason. But it's we impossible were. anybody else has even a shot at this thing. So I've forgotten where the original question lied because I went off, off course well, there. Well, the, where I was heading with it was the uh, an amazing application that you put together for this year. Right. Your application had to just blow their minds. This was not just fill out the forms. You included documentary and film and everything. We committed, now I remember where we were, we committed from the day that we got the decline that we were going to go for it and we were going to take no prisoners. Um, we came up with the name probably that day or the next this day. Is, yeah, I have. When you're done with saying what you want to say, I, I want to chime in a bit okay, on this. Okay, don't forget. I won't. So um, we opted to make the podcast, which we've done. This is our 16th episode of, and we've had some amazing guests. We did the, the blog that we, as it got closer and closer, got more and more active with, and the social media presence and all that, we were determined to make a splashy entrance this year. And we found out when we talked to uh, Tanya Ortega, who's the president and founder of the National Park Arts Foundation last week, that um, she had become aware of us through last year's application and had been watching every post and cheering us on from the sidelines without us knowing who she was just... When it came time, she was like rooting for us. Now, she's not on the selection committee. Mm -hmm. So even though she started the whole organization, she's our cheerleader, but she can't do much about it. Um, so we we went at it all guns blazing, and I'm so glad we did. We took the right approach. It was a, a new model for how to do this, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what I wanted to add, which is which is so true and, and really um, the heart of what made all the difference, was um, when we first realized that we didn't get it last year, um, Carl said, well, let's, we're going to do a podcast. And he was already doing the I Am Lake Worth thing. So it was just a natural progression. Mm -hmm. um, and without that technology and that, all that work, all that practice that he had had with everybody in Lake Worth that he had interviewed, um, it just flowed right in. But Carl is also... Um, tenacious you know he and he doesn't stay really in his lane so he 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 says you know what i'm gonna i'm he just sends me a random message one day i'm gonna start a blog <laughs> you know I'm like and we're gonna call this it, he came up with the name the tortuga brothers i love it the flying tortuga brothers um, make you sound like I think, acrobats or something I, I think he already had it like he already had it loaded up and ready to go before <laughs> he even said here's our name we're doing this podcast now we're going to do the the uh a blog and so all those things kind of flowed together and without that i don't think we would have we would have still stayed sort of we wouldn't have had the punch that we had when we when we came at it this time without all those extra Parts. All that extra, I mean, it, 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 that was just so smart. And the fact that it happened organically, again, just speaks to the nature of your talent. But it was um, strategically incredibly smart to stand out from the very beginning just because of the way you put an application together. It would be impossible for them not to. to we have to see what else these guys can do. Well, I really think that it was not, it, it was intentional, but it was because we were already thinking about when we put the first application in about doing a documentary. We wanted to do that part. And I realized if we were going to tell the story about two artists being disconnected from social media, we had to show us as being connected. So we needed to put all of it in play. And, yeah. um, and I know that there were, in some cases, oh, there's a, it's Florida. You can tell that we've got some yeah. good thunderstorms going on. Love it. Um, <laughs> I love our daily thunderstorms. And I cannot wait to start seeing lightning storms on the water and the Tortugas. I'll be out there with the camera. And from that lighthouse vantage point up in the 
in the very top of the lighthouse. Can you get up in the lighthouse? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some, some great footage of um, time lapses that have been done. Oh, wonderful. So some, some really good stuff has been done there. Um, so I was saying that we actually are bull in a china shop approach was there's a means to our madness it wasn't mm-hmm. just that i was just not going to take no for an answer although i wasn't but um we did put a few people off when we started going out collecting guests for the podcast we were reaching out to people who had done this exact residency and we had a friend that um we became friends with through interviewing her kelly clark who works for the national park service she was helping us find the people and making the introductions and one of them said, we don't think your project is about your talent. It's about notoriety. And so we're not going to be on your podcast. And I was, I was kind of taken aback. Yeah, you guys, they said you guys aren't playing fair. <laughs> That's right. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys aren't playing fair. This is. And I, I think if we talked to them now, they'd understand yeah. that and see that we were trying to put together the whole package. But that I one, think they just think they wish they had thought of it first. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, um, for the most part, everyone has fallen over themselves to be available for the podcast, and um, we've made some really great friends along the way with the we certainly 15 have. episodes. Um, I couldn't tell you which is a favorite, because every one we've done, we've been... And like, they're all so different, too. Yeah. The one thing I do want to interject here is, um, Clyde was right. You need a month in a place <laughs> to really know it. <laughs> Yeah, Clyde Butcher, when we, he was our first big get, mm-hmm. the internationally known Ansel Adams of the Everglades, the, the guy out there with his big 12 by 20 inch field camera in the swamp. Um, he definitely said to us, yeah, you, can't, you don't know a place until you've been there for a, a good solid month. And he was absolutely right about that. That sounds absolutely right. Well, you know, you guys are, are just so much. I mean, you are sons of this particular city of Lake Worth, and I always think that one of the things that makes Lake Worth stand out is that we are so all about the process. We are we are so all about the, the present, living in the moment, appreciating what we have for the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I was getting a little verbal with my fist on the table. It's just that the microphone excitement. picks up the... Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, but Lake Worth is just, we're known as an art incubator. You know, we're, we're where the art is born, you know, and then hopefully it's sold all over the world. But the process is just such an important part of what Lake Worth brings to this table um, and every table. And it, it's by sharing the process from the application, from the beginning of it, from through the whole, the before, during, and after of this is... Um, I, I, I just think it's so unbelievably special, and I think it may set a new standard for how other artists treat artists in residency, especially in, in, this, in that place. That's, that's entirely possible, and we, when we posted on Monday, Monday morning, we started hitting social media and Facebook about that we got the call and that we were going to be the residents. We got this one particular message from a gentleman who actually was one of the finalists with us. And he was like, you know, I was a, I was a finalist too, but I have to tell you, after reading the podcast or after reading the, the blogs and following your podcast, I was rooting for you guys too. I wanted you to have it and see what you do with it. So that was pretty awesome. A, yeah, I mean, neither one of you woke up one morning and just decided, you know what, I'm going to paint today. It, it, it is always a process of, of all these ingredients and then they percolate and then they percolate and then they percolate and then all of a sudden it, it, you know, it just comes out. And it, the percolation and turning the heat up and, and having all these things formulate is, is just, it's been so exciting um, as just one of your many, many friends and fans to watch this happen over the last you know, and, and the fact that you've shared all of this with everybody, I think, is really important, too. There may be folks that think we shared it as nauseum. It was like every single thought we had about the project got put somewhere. You know, it's kind of, it's it's material for the movie, and we want to be make sure that it is inclusive and figure out ways for other people to talk about it. So yeah. uh, it's, 
you know, it was us being us. I, I, I think that that's the secret sauce. The, the magic ingredient is that every episode of the podcast, every bit of stuff that we put up there was Shannon being Shannon and me being me. There wasn't something else. It wasn't, I'm artier than you are. You know, a lot of the Miami art world is just so intimidating to me because it's just, look at how much artier I am than you are. You know, my bow tie is bigger than yours. (laughs) And it's just, I'm a regular guy and I just want to create because I like creating. So for me, for us to get this being who we are was really the special part that we were able to just be ourselves, put it out there and have people embrace it and want it to go forward. Yeah, I, I and it's it's just absolutely going to show in in whatever final product turns out to be um, that you guys are definitely going to be looking at some international awards for this whole thing. You really, really are. And that you know that is so funny. Um, when I when I first started, when I switched from doing abstract painting to doing landscape paintings about twelve years ago, um, believe me, when I look at some of those, I cringe. But um, I said to I said to my wife I said you know I'm, she said what do you want to do with this I said well I just you know I don't want to be like I don't want to be Andy Warhol or you know I just well, thank but, God. If, but if I could just have some regional success that was literally what I, I verbatim what I said if I could get regional success if 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 I can sell my paintings in my little hometown and just get that kind of a and that came from reading about William Aiken Walker who used to paint up in uh, North Florida um, during Flagler's Day during the Gilded Age, he would do these uh, Florida paintings, these little Florida paintings, and he became pretty well known um, as a traveling sort of painter. And I said, if I could just do something like that, keep my regular job at the same time, you know what I mean? My, then I would be happy. So it does come from a very humble place starting. And I, you know, I hope to, that stays that way, but I do hope we get some um, international um, coverage from the documentary. Well, I know that you've been selling a lot of work lately, a lot of work, which I'm really, really glad to see. Yeah, I'm so I'm so blessed by that, actually. By the way, Art Buying Public, buy his pieces now. They're they're so affordable. When we come back from the residency, they're going to be ten times the price. So this is, this jump is on the bandwagon and get your so Shannon Torrance true. pieces now. Yes, while, while they are still affordable by most of our Lake Worth neighbors, they definitely should. And... To me, though, the, there's something, it's not just about being a commercial success. Um, that's why I kind of turned up my nose a little bit mm-hmm. when you said Andy Warhol. Warhol. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I'm enough already with Andy Warhol. So I was over Andy Warhol 10 minutes after I met him. Yeah, I don't really make prints. Um, I've made one print um, since I started. So I, I sell pretty much original pieces. And that is specifically for that reason, so that there's still this, somebody can have something that's handmade by somebody. It's a little more special, not commercial. Well, and and I don't mind the commercial success. I think there's something really incredibly wonderful about making your living, doing what you love to do. Um, And just because you both are bottomless pits of talent, doesn't mean that it's easy you know it is not it's not as easy as it looks to start with a blank canvas and create something it's hard or a blank piece of paper and and there's nothing there but just maybe a cursor on the computer blinking at you tormenting you you know you know what the hardest thing to create is what the hardest thing to paint is a little free library that white box will stare at you (laughs) and stare at you Oh, thank you for mentioning the little free libraries. Both of you, Carl, you've painted what? Four of them? Yeah, four of them. Four wow. of them, and yeah. I didn't know you had four under your belt. Mm-hmm. He did. He, um, Dr. Seuss, um, the uh, um, It's a Wonderful Life, Babar, and uh, Rudolph. The the original Montgomery the original Ward, Rudolph. Yeah. Rudolph, yeah. Sweet. I and had no idea there was four. And Shannon, I, I have to tell you, the Little Free Libraries takes full credit for moving you up from little 10-inch um, paintings oh, you did. to bigger ones. Because when you painted your Little Free Library for us, um, all of a sudden it was like twice as big, four times this space um, of what you did before. And then as soon as you painted that Little Free Library, which 
served us for a long time at the bookseller downtown. Now it's in front of your house. Um, but as soon as you got finished with that, you moved up to like six foot pallets and, and, and canvases. So yeah, we take, we take full credit for making your, um, bringing your art bigger. Yeah, thank you, thank you. You definitely no, deserve thank it. thank you. you. Definitely deserve <laughs> it. it. It was definitely a, a catalyst. Yeah, which is another reason to buy them now, you know, everybody, because pretty soon, who knows? Who knows what you're going to come back with inspired to create after a month there? Well, I'm going to give it my all. You know that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, the, just, just the color palette you're going to see on a daily basis and the, the huge skies, it's going to be really quite amazing to, to see what comes out of that painting-wise. Now, you guys have to take everything with you. There's no art supply yeah, store there. So how much room do you have to, you know, is this like one trip over in the boat? And how big is the boat? It is one trip over. And as far as I know, we don't go over on the uh, catamaran that takes people to Garden Key. You know, uh -huh. they, they go to Fort Jefferson. Uh, if you're going to camp at Fort Jefferson, that's what you would take. But from what I understand, we go over on our national park boat skiff or whatever that's making the trip for us we are definitely limited in how much we can bring um that's part of what's going to happen now because like i think i said earlier we have a liaison appointed to us from the national park arts foundation who is the go-between between us and the park and that's one of those questions that we have on a yellow legal pad is how much can we bring mm -hmm. you know i know from the faq sheet that we can't bring any glass or we shouldn't bring any glass so if there's anything that we wanted to have in glass we'll have to transform transferred and everything we bring there's no recycling station so everything we bring has got to come back with us you know um and based on what i'm trying to do to make a movie with several cameras and film cameras um and do a little painting although not nearly as much as shannon um it's a lot of equipment and it's a lot of space so we really need to figure that out so that once i know what that square footage or weight is we can divide it up and not ha not have to leave something in the car as we take the boat over to the island. You know, I mean, it, I, I'm just thinking about you know ca bringing a lot of canvases over. Like maybe you just would bring the canvas That's, and not have them stretch. I was just thinking of that yesterday. I don't work on canvas. I work oh. on um, I work on paper, mm -hmm. and I moved to paper um, quite a few years ago. I was painting on little wood panels before that. But paper is so thin, and the reason I started working on it was for storage. You oh, know? great. So if you didn't sell things right away, you could store hundreds and hundreds of paintings in a file cabinet. So it's actually going to work to my benefit that I work on paper because it, I can take plenty of that. That's wonderful, yeah. Yeah, just roll it up. Yeah. It's actually, they're small sheets, so Shannon mounts them onto clear. Well, we'll see if they're small sheets. Clear, Who knows with Clear Shannon. plexi. Probably while we're there, I imagine it'll still work small and then I won't bigger over, when it gets home. I won't go over, a, you know, 11 by 14. You know, that'd be that'd be stretching it for me. And I'm mm -hmm. going to take, you know, if we're there for 30 days, um, I'll take, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 pieces of paper. I don't think I can do more than a painting a day by the time, by the time I get done fishing in the morning for dinner and, you know. Other than closed toiletry, other than closed toiletry, food. I mean, you don't have to bring things like sleeping bags or bed linens or any of that kind of stuff. Um, well, there's one bedroom in the house, so I'll be bringing an air mattress. Um, and basically, I'll break down the bedroom in the morning, and that'll be the shared studio space that we'll use. Is that living room? Um, but that folds up small. It's tiny. Okay. Um, most everything that we need as far as living supplies, like all the pots and plans and plates. That stuff is all there. Silverware, that's all there, yeah. Okay. There's a coffee maker, so we're set there. Okay. Do me a favor. Did you all have dry tor or dry tortugas, flying tortuga brother T-shirts made? Uh, I've actually had a couple of prototype baseball hats made that are on their way. Uh-huh. Okay. But would you each please take at least one Lake Worth T-shirt so that that shows up in the videos? Oh, absolutely. We'll be and the documentaries that. when you're there. Mm -hmm. I, I want the world to know where y'all came from. It's too bad they don't have a Lake Worth flag. Do they have a Lake Worth flag? Well, we do. <clears throat> we, no, we absolutely do. It's the hibiscus flag, but there's only one of them, and they will never um, allow it to be reproduced. Well, that's a shame we could have planted it when we got off the boat. Well, I, it's, I mean, it's right there in our press release, so it's certainly, you know, Lake Worth is right there in it, so there's a yeah. lot of... Uh, 
a lot of We're outlets not leaving until September it. the 1st, so let me work on that. I may come up with a little Lake Worth flag for you to plant there. I came up with a great idea yesterday, uh-huh. but I can't share it with you while we're on the air because I wanted to be I wanted to come out in the documentary but I had a really really great idea. Okay, you you can tell me when we're off the air okay. and then I can decide if I want to keep the secret or not. You got to keep the secret or I won't tell you. Okay, I promise. All right. Well, good. Well, what what else what would you like your neighbors to know? What have we not talked about that you'd like to share with the neighbors before you go, Carl? Um Lake Worth neighbors, if you can check on our wives once in a while and make sure they're feeding themselves, that would be great. <laughs> I, 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 I think that the women in our lives are how we are who we are. You mm-hmm. know, that's without Dina for Shannon and Wendy for me, I wouldn't be me. You know, it's that simple. Well, that's our function as women. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> make us better. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm a lump of clay still in process. Well, it's always nice, though, when we have um, such special um, creatures to start with. I, my husband is a very special creature, too. So he's easy to work with. Uh, he's, uh, he's your biggest fan, and he puts up with your backyard being God. a little free library. Yes, Construction he, central. <laughs> oh, yes, he does. He just puts up with everything. Oh, he's a saint. Um, let's see. I think I asked you, Carl, you're, I asked you in putting the story together for the Lake Worth Herald, by the way, Lake Worth, please subscribe to the Lake Worth Herald and let's keep Lake Worth's oldest business thriving. But in talking to you, Carl, about, um, um, the trip, one of the things I asked you is what you're going to miss the most or what you think you're going to miss the most in your month on the island? So it comes back to the, the connectedness. It's the daily interactions with the friends that I have all over the world that I get up and have my coffee in the morning. Um, Julie Schultz, who was my partner in my gallery in New York, and we're still very, very close, is usually the first person after after Wendy and I have said good morning to each other, I check in with Julie and, you know, see how she's doing in New York and my friend Jen who lives out in Portland. And there's a whole list of people that I have daily check-ins with. Just a, just a little touch, you know, how you doing, what's going on. And sometimes it's art, sometimes it's just personal life. But that's actually going to be very different for me is that I won't have that contact with those people. I mean, it's virtual, which I think is also why we were doing this project to show that angle of things where the beauty of as ugly as social media is right now, there is a real beautiful piece to it with the friendships and the connectedness. And we're, we're taking that cold Turkey and we're also not going to pre-record. We had thought we were going to pre-record podcasts and play them like once a week while we were gone. But then Shannon and I talked about it and Dina and Wendy chimed in. And the more we think about it, the more we want our friends and the people who follow the project to experience it the same way we will. So we're not going to check in. We're Good. not going to do episodes and there won't be Facebook posts every day, you know, with us showing something because a, we can't from the Island. So it wouldn't be authentic. And B, we want the, the radio silence to be very loud so that when we come back, it's like the Apollo coming down and landing in the ocean, you know, that three minutes of silence where mm-hmm. everyone's holding their breath. Right. And, and I think that's important, and it definitely relates to, um, you know, how important that daily contact is with your wide uh, acquaintance. You don't, you know, how, how do you know what inspires you or what moves you during the day, what conversation or remarks or, um, you know, just interactions, how that affects you? All you know is that it does, and it's necessary for your, your everyday life, and what is that? How is that going to affect your art? You that, know, and, that's and, totally what we're exploring and what yeah. we're going to show in the documentary. Without that, I, mm-hmm. yeah, the modern conveniences. Okay, so you'll get you'll, you'll get used to not having um, uh, the dishwasher and, and things like that, and maybe not always having hot water for your showers. But the modern world is all about connection, right? You know, especially now we can't. Um, we can't separate from each other. So this is like an intentional 
um, separation that I, I I am just I can't wait to see what you two do under that influence. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to miss the most is um, immediate gratification. Mm. You know, you can't just go get chicken wings if you want them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you have to invent the chicken first. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, immediate gratification will definitely be the probably the biggest thing that I miss. Well, it's um, worth it. Shannon, have, I, have we missed something that you wanted to tell us that you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's. I think we covered it. Well, this has just I, I, been I, really exciting, and I've enjoyed it very much. I just want to. The only thing that I want to say is, I just feel absolutely blessed that um, that I got this um, residency because it's, you know, th- a lot of these residencies are absolutely wonderful and they're absolutely beautiful places, um, but this one for me is so poignant because it is. I'm a native Floridian, and it's. Um, Number two, it's so hard to get. And number three, um, it's, it's so beautiful. So I just can't wait to see what, what comes from it. I, I, I can't wait either. And, and I know you're not a native Floridian, Carl, in, in that you weren't born in Florida. I've adopted it. But Florida has adopted you too. <laughs> you, you really are native Floridian. It's just your mom didn't get the message in time. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but that's why she moved here three years before we did. Yeah, and and good son that you are, you came too. That's right. Excellent. Well, thank you both very much. I'm going to turn the microphone back over to somebody who actually knows how to operate it. Thank you, Mary. So, <laughs> thank you, Carl. Thank you, Shannon. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mary. Um, we're ready to sign off. I just want to say personally, Shannon, I am so excited for the two of us. There is no other person on this planet I want to do this residency with. We've both given up a residency to do this one. Um, We both had fantastic years as far as applying for different residencies and had a a bumper crop of opportunities, but this is the one we waited for. And uh, I am looking forward to every day on that island, going out, hanging out with you, painting, making that movie, and the end of the day after the sun's down and having a cocktail or even a glass of water, whatever it is on the steps and just chatting about the day. We'll be filming a lot of that part because that's going to be where the, the meat and potatoes of the, the thought process is. Yeah. The evolution. Absolutely. Exactly. Can't wait. <sighs> Loggerhead 2020.